give me two minutes and um, that was uh, that was wonderful but sister Joni saying I didn't tell her what to say she already know that before and she wasn't pleased some of you might be pleased with it you don't know what's going on or what went on sister Joni in charge of the building she saw things and it was hard to take see and um, she mentioned casually to me and uh, very embarrassing so you might stifle your conscience but you're a child of God you have to be fair okay if you're just human and you're doing it from a human then you will be partial but when you're doing it with God then in your heart you know that's wrong you see and if if a pastor doesn't get the respect in his church where does he get it and he has to speak up after a while and in my case I didn't even say anything God spoke for me I didn't say a word until now so I just want you to know that I didn't do anything but I got a lot of blame See, I got a lot of shoot at for something I didn't even do. I never say it's come and I never say go. I didn't do anything. I had nothing to do with it. And so I want you to know that. But I got a lot of blame. After almost three years, money out of my pocket to feed. You can't carry on forever. So God saw the the suffering. It was God who saw. My wife was suffering. So you be you be fair and not partial and honest in your mind. And you see how God works. God can plant one and He can remove one. So I just want you to know, don't get in God's way. God, this is God's church. It's not my church. And you do something, God knows your heart. And you might hide it from that person over there and you look but God knows the motive and God will pull you up. That goes for me. It goes for everybody. Amen. Yeah. Unless you don't know God. You think you can hide from God. You cannot hide. Your children cannot hide. Your husband and wife. Nobody can hide from the Lord. So you have to be fair. There's no secret with God. When you get on that phone, watch what you say. And who you talk about because you think they don't hear it. They don't have to. There's a God and he'll judge you for those things. So I just want to encourage you this morning in your heart that as a child of God, yeah, you have to be fair, honest, and only take what God gives you. So um, thank God for all the miracles that's happening. I was upstairs. I saw the guy cutting the lawn and I thank God for it. That's a miracle. And then he's going to help with the plants, God. It's a and then he has to do the time. But for him to volunteer for a church. No, come on. God put it in his heart. And here we are, okay? God wants to clean up. And uh, we suffer a lot. We have stuff broken. And we wait. Over the years, it's broken. And uh, next week, God was God's willing. We, we've had broken uh, bathroom upstairs 
for months and months and you couldn't get nobody retried. And here come this girl, this lady, beautiful, half Filipino. I think she is. And she has a crew. And Tuesday she's going to start remodeling her bathroom upstairs. And, um, you know, we had a leak coming down in the room back there. So all that will be fixed. So, and this place is, God is sending help to beautify it because I, I couldn't do very much. I can't do very lifting. I can hardly go up the stairs uh, because of hip problem that I had surgery. But uh, God has uh, been good. And um, praise the Lord, Joni. Thank you. Thank all of you that many of you work here. Joy, Angie. I mean, she's here early morning. Women. I mean, there's Sister Angie's here sometimes. I don't even know. Before everybody wake up, she, girl, you're just a beautiful woman that God has sent in this church over these years. And you watch what God has done. The miracles that God do. This is what God has done for us. And it's women like you, Joni, and that. Uh, this lady's been here 20, with me 27, 20, as long as I've been in the city. And, and so that's why God blessed her, give her strength, and give her um, long life. And she's seen the church where we came from, the fighting. And she needs a church. We need a church to give us the word of God. A clean church, an orderly church, a church that's not at war, stirring up, bickering, gossiping, backbiting, troublemaking, undercover. You see, I'm a pastor. I know all these things. I've been through all these things. I've traveled the world. And the church is an orderly place. There's got to be love, charity, peace. Amen? Amen? So, God has been good to us. So, I want you to know that uh, God is the one that builds the church. It's not my church. It's, uh, if heaven is going to be nice, clean, and the new earth, what about the church? See, you have to have it. So, um, I thank you all for prayers and over the years. And um, I started feeling, you know, when you start feeling good, you know, after you were sick and you start feeling good, and suddenly down on me, I don't feel sick. I even tell my wife, I even tell some of my relatives, I said, inside of me, I couldn't understand, but something is telling me that you're feeling good. You, you sit there and your body feel healthy. You know what I'm saying? You, you, your heart, because I have a heart, I had a heart problem. And suddenly, my wife would check on me. She still does all the time. Are you okay? And sometimes I have a, take me a little while to say, yes, I'm fine. Are you sure you're okay? Don't go down the steps. Don't do that. And, and I'm just hoping for the day when I run down the step and do things and so on. Don't make sure. Don't. Uh, and she's very careful. And uh, and so so uh, was it. You know your regular lab test that you take, and you don't want to hear the phone ring, and your doctor you don't want to hear that report because you know that you tense. And uh, so I took a test about six weeks, two months. Yeah, and I hadn't heard from the doctor. And I'm um, wondering now, the days, a week, I haven't heard. 
So nothing, you know, and you have that in your mind that you have heard from your doctor. So what's going on? And, and you know, that I'm not afraid, but just you want to know. And he didn't call me or not like that with any bad report. So I went Thursday for my three, four months checkup. And I walk in there and he was uh, happy right away. Took his little, you know, the little chart that they have now, computer, know everything about you. All I report, more than you know about yourself. And he go down, they, you know, of course they check you, check you, check you. Fine. And then he come in and he was talking to me and, and everything and he's going to sit down. Very nice Indian, Indian doctor. I've had him seven to ten years now. Something like that. And then he... He's saying that uh, everything looks good, and you know they do that. And then he said, "This one, this is okay. This is okay. This is okay." And uh, you're. Then he said, "You're. You've moved out of the diabetic column. It's in reverse. You understand? I was that, but now I'm over here. I'm not in that column anymore. You understand what I'm saying? He's explaining it so I can even me can understand, because Rosie wasn't in there." And it's hard for me to remember everything. And it says your cholesterol is down uh, better than what you hear the last time. And it's, in other words, we're saying it's normal, whatever normal is. But he's saying, then, then, um, then honestly, this man from India, shout out, like, you know, he say, hallelujah, you're healed. God has healed you. And slap his hand like that. I sat there and I, I'm hearing that, you know, but I'm shocked. He says, there's nothing wrong with you, you heal. Everything is, you're reversed. That's the truth. You just felt the Lord. Are you listening? You felt the Lord just say that? You, you just felt the presence of God if I'm lying? I'm not lying. And he said, in other words, I won't understand to tell my wife. So he said, I'm going to, he never done that. He said, I'm going to print out the sheet, your health record, and give it to you so your wife can, can read it. And the only thing he told me, he says, we're talking, he says, stay away from the gym because the breathing is too heavy and sweating and all that. Way to work, exercise in your house or whatever. And stay away from big crowds. That's all he said. Everything else about me was, you know, sometimes this is okay, but this is not work on this. I mean, a guy has a heart problem, and he never mentioned that you had a heart problem. And he was the one that, when he got my report way back there, called me in. You know, they called you in, and Sister Joni, you got me that doctor, remember? So you know all of that. Nothing like that. I'm sitting in his office, he has no, no bad news. And I came out, and I didn't know to tell my wife. I tried to explain to her, but she took a while. I said, here's a medical so she knows more about it. So that's good report, right? And he, and she she it's it's on the chart. It's upstairs. He says you're reversed to a 49 year old man. Well, then I had to have the scripture for that. Then I remember Ezekiah. You remember Ezekiah? God uh, gave him 15 more years. So. If I'm reversed to 49 years old and you're supposed to live for 70, 40, 50, 60, I have about 30 more years to get back to. <laughs> but you might think it's a joke, but it happened to me.
Thursday in Livingston, I had the report upstairs printed out. Doctor is not telling lie. And the computer don't tell. And your blood, one thing, you cannot fool your blood. You take that test, that's who you are. That's what. And the life of the flesh is in the blood. And my blood says I have um, the life in me of a 49-year-old guy. So you can say whatever you want to. That's what the blood says. And I believe my blood. <laughs> Amen. Eh? <laughs> See that? This lady is a prophetess. Eh? They do. They do. She does. And uh, you know why? Because she likes me. And they follow me everywhere. And I'm their pastor forever. And they said, if you're going to, if you're going to the kingdom, we're going. If you move to anywhere, we're coming. That's what. So they told me. And she boosts the Lord hear your prayers. <laughs> Thank you. But but it makes you it makes you feel. I just said that to encourage you, all of you, because sickness and um, you know it's just that the Lord just so good because the Lord has a way to encourage you. Here you are laboring. You don't know the suffering, and I'm I'm not moved by anything easily. I just stay up there and I study the Word of God, and the devil know what we're doing. And, and and I'm not going to tell you details, but Sister Letty and Andre knows, but Andre knows the miracles that happen even with her books. Remember the miracle? You've seen it by your own self. That happened with her books. I could tell you a miracle, you, you would praise the Lord with her books. And this little lady, come here, Rosie, quick. <clears throat> this little lady, I know she gets excited, and you wonder why, but she has something to be excited for. And uh, this little lady, or this little lady that um, well, you always be little. Look at them. I mean, forgive me. <laughs> okay, this is not not so big, lady. <laughs> but give and take what you say. She's not perfect, almost perfect. But she's not perfect. But she's straight. What you see is what you get. If she said that, exactly what Rosie's gonna do. She's not going to do anything behind your back and say something now. You get uh, a straight course, okay? And um, she get excited. But she has a reason. She, I, I mean, she, I have to tell her, go to bed. Or she'll delay at 2 o'clock in the morning or so. Or she gets up at 2 o'clock to get out to do the work of God, the books. That I didn't even know there were books. I was writing years and years ago. And I put them away. And she discovered. And then you have the faith of God. Now, those of you that even read a little bit of the faith of God. And she's saying that this book she's writing is on the same level. Or even a little more. An Ephesian. Commentary on Ephesians. And I don't remember when I did it. I know I was writing. But I don't know what is inside of it. But it's six chapter commentary. And she already finished that. She's only filling in the scriptures. And then to go over it. So by next year, we can have uh, we have we can have three the faith of God's elect. And then the other one, the blood of his cross. That I know Sister Joni is correcting and go over it slowly. I hope you're learning something from it. Crowns, all of these, the order is a lot. You know, I, I read it before. And then this one. The, we are his workmanship. So can you imagine upstairs what we're doing? Are you listening? Huh? 
Is your mind here? I do come 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 back here. Come. She, this woman here, is working, typing hours after hours of three books she's working on at one time because she's redoing, they're redoing the fate of God's elect because we got improved health, health, improved more understanding, how to do it better. And then we're going to have it finished and eventually good enough to be an Amazon. Can you imagine that? Three books. So we have six books, seven, and the part, uh, this one will be part one and two, so that will be two books. It'll be about ten books. Right from this. So you look around and you don't see nothing. So that's my focus right now. I've, I've gone all over the world, preach a lot of people. So now my final course finished. If I could get all these books finished, wouldn't be something. And I have 12 books finished. Or even 10 books finished. I'd have done my race. He said, but I don't read it. That's your problem. You don't have to. God didn't tell me you have to read it. God just told me to write it. That's all my job. And I was, he told Noah to build a heart. He didn't tell, you know, Noah couldn't make the people come in. So what God has done, I'm only giving you, thank you, David, we appreciate it. So I'm only giving you a testimony before we start the preaching a little bit of the wonders that God has done for us at this church. So here we need help. We really needed help. And God is sending help. Why would somebody say, I want to work in church? And I've got 60 hours. That will put, do a lot of work here. And improve. Because God's love. When you think that he's going to fall and go under. And the persecution rise up against us. And God beautified. And they didn't do that. Nobody didn't do that. But God, you go back and God clean the garbage out. Come on. Yeah? God clean the garbage out. I didn't, I didn't lift a piece of paper. And it's clean. Who did that? I said, who did that? Does God like garbage? Come on. Does God love garbage? All right. You haven't read, you haven't read the temple. You haven't read what he did to Israel. You haven't read what Nehemiah did to Tobiah. See, we don't read scripture, but read what Nehemiah did to Tobiah. That's all I say. Read the Bible. We, we don't read, we are not script, uh, a lot of God's people, they are not script, uh, scriptural people. They just don't read. They don't follow God's order. They follow their emotions, their flesh. And if a pastor comes and says, no, that's wrong, then they, you know, but anyway, praise the Lord. I, I, I just did that to give you testimonies, to build your faith. Okay? Because um, I almost, honestly, I almost died December. And I wasn't scared, but that's the closest I've ever been to death. And God brought me back. And when God was bringing me back in my mind, it's like I was gone far. And then God began to bring me back. And I know I'm coming back, but it's still far before you came back to yourself. You understand? So I'm going to tell you, I couldn't, I couldn't stand up. I was weak. I, I, I mean, I fall down. Ask her. I, I could not turn in the bed from side to side. Oh, I mean, this man came and he watched me and stayed and he went home and cried and prayed for me. 
because he thought that was it, the way I was breathing. I didn't even know he was there. My wife fed me. I couldn't swallow. She kept chew, swallow. Damn. I couldn't hold the, food, the spoon to feed my in there. Thank God for this lady. God used her to say, so that's why she get excited. And look at me. Can't stand up. And the only little pain I have is my surgery. And it's because of lack of exercise. When I'm, I'm, I need to work on that. But health-wise, inside, I feel I just give a testimony. Because sickness is around. Everybody's afraid of COVID. Okay? Put God first. Put your trust in the Lord. And prepare your heart to die. Okay? Because after, the, after death is life. Okay, so. Let's have a quick um, uh, service here. And thank God for coming. For you all coming to the house of God. And for the word of God. And I don't know what God will give us. But um, I've been, I have so much that I, um, I, I like to talk about prophecies and all of that. But um, I don't want to scare anybody too much. Because we have the COVID. And I can, and a lot of preachers focusing on COVID. But I'm not focusing and COVID, a lot of preachers focusing on the events of the world. You that watch the news, watch the latest news that you watch people fleeing and uh, uh, putting their babies over wall to get their children out of different countries or, or so and trying to get on a plane, trying to get out to get back into the United States. We, um, we see all of that, okay? And we pray and we ask God to help the condition and we know that there's a changing of um, the guards that's getting ready the event because all of God's word going back in the scripture points from the kingdom of the Egyptian uh, the Assyrians the um, Babylonians the Medes the Persian the Grecian kingdom Greco kingdom under Alexander the Great <coughs> and um, Rome and so on, coming down to, to our time right now. And Daniel chapter 2, <coughs> excuse me, you can find it in Daniel chapter 2. Uh, the old events of the human, uh, the human government from the days of Nebuchadnezzar uh, to our day, even unto the establishment of the kingdom of um, God uh, uh, with Jesus Christ, the son of David, sitting Upon the throne, who is a God man, he's human and he is divine. He was first divine, he was first divine before he became human. That means he was the Son of God. Okay, he came from the heavenly world, he's the creator of all things, Jesus Christ, and the power that he has. He said, All power is given unto me in heaven, on, on earth. So, Christ, as um. Christ has all power today. So I don't want to lead you into fear um, when you have a big brother that is a great defender that knows and he's on, he's, he's on the job. He's not in heaven sitting down sleeping or waiting for certain things and he wake up to help you. He said, I'll never leave you nor, nor forsake you. So I, uh, if I could just build your faith and your hope a little bit, to do not be afraid. That's what the scripture says. Be not be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled. Uh, you believe in God. 
That's where your faith lies. <clears throat> because he will keep you in the storm. But uh, there's enough um, fear uh, out here or in this world to go around. And uh, men's hearts are failing them. There's a lot of people that are afraid. They're afraid of, to even go shopping. They're afraid to go anywhere, to get out of their house. And uh, they live in that uh, condition. When God has not given us this spirit of fear. So this morning I don't want to <coughs> I just heap upon you uh, fear and, and so on. And you can read for yourself. You know what's going on. I don't have to spend a lot of time telling you and describing what, what, uh, what COVID is. What COVID is or what disease or what's the other one? Variant? Uh, that that uh, or the extension of Delta v variant, Delta, and all these extensions. And these are just a, a warming up of what is to come. Because God has shown that the human government failed. So no, no surprise. Uh, man's government is a failure. <clears throat> so I don't have to go through the event and to tell you and spend a lot of time. You see it yourself. It's on the news every day. Uh, many channels bringing it. And it's all the sad news. But where is the good news? There, there's a lot of sad news, but where is the good news? Who's bringing the good news of the, um, of the gospel? You don't mind the fan turn off for me? Because my throat. See, the, um, if it gets hot, you. Then the good news, okay? I, I mean, the, you have the bad news. But there's also a good news. And um, uh, somebody come to you and said, I have good news and bad news. You said, tell me the good news first. Focus on the, ba uh, the good news, not the bad news. So <clears throat> we know that there's a bad news. This world has plunged into sin because Adam sinned and because of this we die. The wages of sin is death. We came under the condemnation of sin and death. Sin brings death. Okay? So in Adam, we die. Adam, the representative head of the human family, decided to follow Satan. It's plain. You can see the result. Turn your television on. You see the result. It's all because of one man's sin. As by one man's sin entered into the world. Romans 5, is it? You can find that start of verse 1 or somewhere there. Look for that. As by one man's transgression, sin entered the world. <clears throat> In Genesis, God told him, Do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. What happened? The serpent came and tempted him. The serpent is the devil. And he ate the, uh, the fruit in Genesis. And he died. We died. Okay? This, he died both, uh, he died spiritually. Then uh, 900 and something years it took, but he died, um, he died physically. And all of us, the whole human family came under the condemnation of that, um, of that death. So look at verse 12 of Romans chapter 5. Let's read. Wherefore, as by how many, how many? One man. Look at it. It doesn't take a lot. Of, it doesn't take a lot to defile a church. It doesn't take a lot of people. One person can tear a church up, can spread a bad spirit, 
can spread a bad influence. Are you listening? One person. Yeah. Look at the word. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world. How did sin get in? Not by the devil. He was sinful. He fell. But one man allowed it to enter into the world. One man violated the word of God. When God said, don't do that, he did it. That's all. Sin is a transgression of the law. Sin transgresses God's law. God says, do not do that. And you do it. That's sin. Okay? Sin is disobedient. Just like how you can uh, violate the order of the church. When, when, when you uh, don't do that, oh, there's too many rules. No. There's not too many rules. God never gave us too many rules. God gave us rules to protect us from dying. And he said, the day you eat this, you'll die. So, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, let's read, and death by sin. What, came, what, what, what did sin brought into the human family? Death. So here we have death. Okay? And every person that comes into the world dies. It's a point, or will die. And the only escape is for God to return, send his son back, Okay, and you're still alive and change in a moment. Otherwise, that we are appointed. And death is an appointment that you cannot escape. Okay, you cannot get away from death. I don't care where you run, where you hide. And when death is coming, you cannot say, I'm not ready yet. Go back. It doesn't matter what uh, old you are, young. You go to the graveyard, you see different size. Uh, you, you see different age. Death is no respect to a person. And imagine living and there's no hope from an enemy. The worst thing that can ever happen to us is we're going to die. And there's no escape. You cannot change it. When it, You cannot postpone it. You cannot say I'm not ready yet. And when you die, you take nothing with you. And he says that it came into the world by one man. Death. And when death came, what did it bring? It brought Sin. Are you listening? It brought sin. And the wages of sin is death. And so death, because of death, so death passed upon just a few men. Just a few persons. No, all. Everybody came under the condemnation of, uh, of death. For that all of sin. We sin even in Adam. In Adam all died. When Adam sinned, you sinned because he was the representative head of the human family. Whether you were here just like, <clears throat> just like, um, uh, here's a mother, okay? Here's a mother and a father. And they have children. But if they had died before those children are born, there's no way those children will be, will be born. Because those children is in the mom and dad. They're there. Okay? So you came from your mother and your father. And if they had died before, you'd never be here. And what happened to Adam is that we all was in Adam. Amen. Do you understand that? The seed was in the seed, in the seed, in the seed. That's why you have great, 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 great. Grandmother, grandmother, grandfather, whatever seeds. Your um, your generation, where you come from, it's a seed. 
See, a seed is planted by the father in the womb of your mother, and there you are. It comes from a seed. Now, the seed was in Adam. God placed it there, and when Adam was, he was told, the day you'll eat, you'll die. So when Adam sinned and died, we died. And so the scripture said, in Adam all died. But here's the glorious thing, let me go ahead of myself, with God. Is that God had another Adam. Okay, so in Adam all died, but in Christ shall all be made alive. Because God transferred you through the cross, through the blood out of the first Adam. He translates you into the last Adam who came to bring life and light and immortality to life through the gospel. And because I live, you shall live also. And that's something to shout about. Amen. We've sinned and died, came on to the condemnation. But yet God found a way and had a way to give us life. So here now, because of this, I don't have to only preach condemnation and damnation. Yes, it's bad. It's no surprise. Every generation has been bad. It was bad in Egypt. Right? It was very bad in Egypt. Plagues broke out in Egypt. And God delivered Israel from Egypt by plagues. Ten plagues. And uh, God can also do it again. And God... Coming down through history. Uh, uh, the fall of um, Jerusalem. Was bad. Judah. Was taken away into Babylon. That was bad. But did you know that God. Used Daniel and the boys. Three Hebrew boys and others. Didn't use uh, Mordecai. Didn't use Esther. In the Medes and the Persian kingdom. So God's not limited. So today. God. Is not limited. But um, but Jesus Christ. He sent Christ into the world. To deliver us. And what verse 13 says. For until the law. Sin was in the world. Came in. Because of Adam's sin. Man, man's sin. Sin was there. But sin is not imputed. When there is no law. Read on. Nevertheless. Notice, you know when death reigned, death was king. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Everybody know from Adam? Let's have a little school lesson here. From Adam to Moses. Who was king? Death was king. Death was reigning. Did even Adam die? Methuselah died. And uh, Enoch was translated. That's the only way out. Enoch was translated. But Noah died. Abraham died. So that reign from Adam to Moses. Even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Here we are. We didn't do what Adam did. But we sinned. We were in him. So it was charged to us. Amen. Just like a child, the this, this seed is in the mother of father. And that child didn't do it. But the father, or whoever got hit by a car or something, and died. 
Okay? And the child died because also the child was in there. Those seeds died. So there's not going to be a generation coming from there. When Abel died, there was no offspring from Abel. So uh, uh, we sinned in Adam. And we died in Adam. That's why when a child is born, they're born a sinner because they already sinned in Adam. So every child needs a savior. Amen. Who is the figure? All right. The figure, or what would that be? A type of him that was to come. Now, who was to come? Jesus Christ. See? So Adam, a figure, a type of him, next verse, that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one man, or of one, many be dead, or all be dead, except a few that, you know, couple of them that escaped Enoch much more the grace of God what he's showing is that the, the sin how great it was but grace is this a good word superseded oh, help me I, want, I need some help great supersede death or give me a simpler word override death see that am I doing good see uh that overrides what? I mean, grace overrides death. So it was appointed unto man once to die. And in Adam all died. But the grace of God came and brought salvation and super override that. And death came by Adam. But God had another Adam that brought life. So by one man, death came. You ought to be shouting. By one man's offense, death came. And death was passed. The sentence of death was passed upon all men. In that all of sin. But through one man's uh, obedience. One man's disobedience brought death. One man, man's obedience brought life. And uh, we died in Adam. But we are alive. We are made alive in Christ. Jesus our Lord but as but not as the offense so also is a free gift for if through the offense of one many be dead much more the grace of God and the gift of grace by grace which is by one man Jesus Christ hath abounded unto many that's awesome next verse says and not as it was by one that sinned in, in, in other words, God, God not holding and binding us anymore to the sin of Adam. Because the gift, the free gift, the free gift, you cannot buy grace. The free gift is given to us. You, you ought to shout. I said the free gift is given to you. So you don't have to go around worrying about what disease and what plague and all of that's going on and so on. Uh, be, be careful. Take your take your medicine. See your doctor or whatever. Okay? Because doctors are not enemies. See your doctor. Okay? Take your uh put your wear your glasses on. Don't if your if your eyes need glasses, put it on. Whatever you need. If you wear denture, put it in. Or whatever it is. So because you're in a body, that's decaying. 
This is not your permanent body. You get this body from the first Adam and it's decaying. But you have another body, a more glorious body, that God is going to replace it by. Not only does he take your sins, but he's also going to give you a new body and a new world to live in. And not as it was by that, uh, by one that sin. Are you helping me read? So is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses and to justification. This are, all right, the, the free gift is grace. Okay? And you got, there's many offenses. Lord, I've sinned. You know you messed up a lot. Come on. You know you've sinned a lot. I have sinned a lot. We've sinned a lot. Do you know that? Do you know your sin? Yes. Have you ever gossiped? Yes. Don't do it anymore, but have you ever? <laughs> so, you get, you get what I'm saying right now. Eh? And look at it. Many offenses. You can go down and, my God, the, the book was black. But the free gift. The free gift is of many offenses unto Justification. What God does, instead of charging with all of those uh, those uh, offenses, what does He do? He provides justification, just as if you've never committed those many offenses. So when God sees you, God doesn't see the offenses. I mean, people see that, and people won't forgive you. Uh, you're just this. No, you're not. You're not. And they won't forgive you because human being doesn't know how to really forgive. But God does. Forgive many offenses. Unto justification. Justification is just as if you've never sinned. God brings you back to where as if you've never sinned. And verse 17 says, For if by one man's offense death reign by one. By who? How many? Death. Look what happened because of one man. Adam. <coughs> Every nation is crying out. But they're crying out but they're not turning to God. Even in churches. We're not hardly turning to God. Instead of that we get more offensive. We don't love God enough. You let the preacher get up and preach the word of God and we get upset. We don't defend the pastor. We defend something else because we want to have our own way and I don't like how he preach. I don't like, let's get rid of him. You can only get rid of a man of God if God didn't call him. Let's overturn him. How are you going to do that? How are you going to dethrone him? You can't. It's impossible. Let's, let, let, let's do it. Only if that man doesn't believe God. But when that preacher believes God, nobody can harm him. He preaches until God's finished with him. For by one man's offense, death reign. Watch this now. Death reign. Much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. But I it will take me all day, listen. Are you listening? It will take me all day to even explain. 
is by one man, Adam. His offense brought death upon all men. In other words, how much more? Look at that. How much more they, how much more they which receive abundance of grace? Did you receive abundance of grace? Have you ever received abundance of grace? Is his grace greater than all your sins? Where, where did he take you from? From darkness to light. He translates you, deliver you from the powers of darkness into his glorious kingdom. Where are you today? You're sitting in church. Praising the Lord. You're not confused uh, uh, somewhere mixed up and you don't know what to do. You're bitter inside and you're, you're full of the devil. Huh? You don't even know you're full of the devil. But you blame the church. Oh, the church. No, no, it's you. Get on your knees and ask God. Say, please help me. Give me light. I'm blind. Don't blame anybody. It's you. It's you that needs deliverance. All of us need deliverance. So here's what he's telling here now. If death by one man's offense, if Adam did all of that to us, how much more the second Adam <coughs> that brought grace, life and light and immortality to life through the gospel, what has he done for you? In other words, what has he done for you through justification? If by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. That's eternal life. Okay? Remember now, death reigned, follow me, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even up unto Christ. But, Death was king. You know, you reign, that means you're a king. Death sits on the throne. But when Jesus Christ came, what did he do? He overturned, dethroned the king. So death is not the king anymore. We have a new king. The king is grace. Grace reigns. Oh my goodness. Look at it. Go back there. Go back there. Grace reigns. Verse, verse 17. Where grace reigns. For, for by one's man offense, death reigns. By one. Okay. Death was king. Death was crowned. In the garden. Death became king. The day you eat it, you shall surely die. I hope you're following me now. This is important. Oh, this is important. You look at me. Don't pick your nails down. Don't bite your nails. Don't do anything. Don't look at your phone. You've got time to do that. I'm trying to show you how to escape the grave. It's important. Look at it now. For by one man's offense, death reign by one. Okay, that was Adam. Much more they which receive abundance of grace. Oh, hallelujah. Come alive and shout. And of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one. Who? Who is that one? Who is that one? 
Jesus Christ. Oh, you need to shout. Then the next verse says, Therefore, as by one, therefore as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men. To what? Condemnation. But remember now, Romans says, there is, there, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Why not? Because death is no more king. Death is no more reigning. So you don't have to be feeling condemned. Although there were many offenses. Because great grace uh, abounds. Grace override, overrule, cover, blot them out. Took them all away from you. As far as the east is from the west. And if the son of God has set you free. Shout, we are free. You need to come alive in the word of God. Get this, those junk out of your mind. Get the word of God in your mind. Listen, get, the, get back on fire. Get the word of God in your mind. Forget junk. Otherwise you die. You die under judgment with all kind of stuff in your mind. We've got to clean the trash out of our mind. You remember the joy you used to have? Or you used to praise the Lord? But how come you can't do it now? Because you're listening to the wrong voices. You're not listening to the voice that's coming from the pulpit. You're listening to the wrong voices. And that's why you're so bound up. Try being free. Try listening to the word of God. Try raising your hands. Try shouting and praising God. Try saying glory. And you'll see. You're bound up because the devil's got your mind in the garbage. Come on, really. You remember when you used to praise the Lord, you got free? But you went off course. You started listening to junk. But get your mind back onto the altar. Get your mind back to the word of God. Amen. You used to clap your hands, praise the Lord, but you're sitting there looking all smart. I wonder who's right. This is right. How come you can't smile like you used to? But you draw and you're slow. Something is robbing you. The devil is setting you up for the kill. But I'm here to give you deliverance. I'm here to show you the way out. I'm here to show you that that is God that builds the church. The Holy Ghost builds the church. It's powerful, isn't it? What a message. Then it goes on. It says, where is it? Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so by the righteousness. Alright, so here, condemnation, righteousness. The righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of eternal life, everlasting life. Oh, if the Son of God has set you free, you're free. Are you free today? Are you free today? You know, it's so sad. You can come to church and sit there. And I know I've seen just drift off. And the mind is on. And my message is trying to pull their mind back. From that far country. From that wandering. They don't love like they used to love. They don't have the joy anymore. Because they're hearing voices. They replace the voice. That they had for the first love. And they're loving something else. But let them let those things go. And get back to where they were. 
And you'll see them skipping and dancing and jumping. And you don't understand. I've been church where people look at you. And my God, if you didn't have the Holy Ghost, you'd run. And you know what they're thinking. You are wrong, pastor. My man is right and you're wrong. So God must have made a mistake. He put the wrong man in the pulpit. Me. And God doesn't make mistakes. Well, it's time for him to go. Let's replace him. Who's going to replace me? Tell me. How are you going to do that? Who? Who can preach better than me? Who understands the scripture? Who want to debate me? Who? In my puppet. I'm not talking about your puppet. My puppet. Huh? Who is going to do it? Tell me who. Who you got? There's nobody can replace me. At least not right now. And if God wanted me replaced, God wouldn't reverse my life. I mean, come on now. I didn't do it. Marina, God wouldn't do it. God reversed me where I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. In other words, start all over again. I didn't have to die. And the prophetess told me I lived to be a hundred. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> oh, well, I just throw that in there. But I want to show you now how God works. Why would God give me reverse when I should have died? And give me more, and I feel strong in my body. I cannot preach you. I cannot last you. Ask my wife. I hardly sleep, and I get up. I'm fresh. After service, I don't have to sleep. Come back tonight. There's energy, and I should be retiring. Let's retire that man. Who are you going to? Who are you going to replace me with? Who? Tell me. That's talk, talk, talk. I'm talking about who you're going to do it with. Because I just don't quote a bunch of scripture verse and don't know what they mean. I explain them. Anybody can quote it. But then you have to have the understand this though what thou readest. You've got to have that. So here, verse what, 19? For as by one, look at this beautiful as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered. Here's the reason why the law entered. That it might magnify, show you sin. Because without the law you couldn't see sin. You couldn't know what sin was. The law entered that the offense might abound, maybe clearer, brighter. Okay? Have you ever on your knees and suddenly something that you never thought of came back in your mind and you realized that was a sin? Uh, you're praying and it just pop up in your mind something you have done maybe five years ago. I'm just going there. Maybe a year ago. I don't know. You probably just took the cookies. I don't know what you did. Or borrow your grandmother's change, but you never give it back. Or you never ask her for it. You understand what I'm talking, talking about? And suddenly, grandma is gone. But the Lord's alive and he brought it back. And what do you do? you got to get everything out of the uh, blood out of the book of life. So you ask God to forgive you for stealing grandma's cookies. And tell grandma that you're sorry. Till you get to see her in the kingdom or so. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded. 
grace, oh say it loud, grace did much more abound. Oh hallelujah. That as sin had reigned unto death. You see, death, sin was on the throne. Death, I mean, reigning as king. But all it did was produce death. The wages of sin is death. But Christ came and removed sin by grace and took over and put grace on the throne that forgives. That blots out. There's no more condemnation. You don't know what it means to be set free. There is therefore now no <coughs> condemnation. To them which are where? Where do you have to get? You've got to get out of Adam into Christ. That's my mission. I'm trying to get you out of that condemnation. Out of that mindset. Out of Adamic nature. Into Jesus Christ. And they walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Is it 21? That a sin not reign unto death. Even so might grace reign through righteousness. You know, you, you know who's, who's righteousness? Who's the righteousness of God? Jesus Christ. So great, listen. Grace reigned through Christ. Unto what? Unto righteousness. Righteousness. Great. Look at, look at this. So even so, grace reigned through righteousness. And where does it take you? Where does it lead you? Unto eternal life. Jesus Christ is eternal life. Eternal. It's not clear. Eternal life is by Jesus Christ. So when you say life, it's in Christ. I have life and more abundantly in Christ. And listen, you don't have to worry about death, COVID, about the condition of the world. Why not? Because what you see, John saw the first heaven and the first earth passed away. It's gone. It's done. Where were those Egyptians that attacked the Israelites and kept them in bondage? Where's the Assyrians? That had such a wicked rule. Well, go, go and trace history. Jesus Christ came. And I'm going to get there. He abolishes death. And he brought life. Light and immortality. To light through the gospel. Oh you ought to shout. You, you don't come to church. To sit there with your mind clouded. You've got all kind of thoughts in your mind on opposing the word of God. Those thoughts pop up to oppose the word of God. It's seed that the devil sowed that you weren't even aware of. And you don't know how to overcome that. And you think that's God talking to you. You know that's the devil talking to you. Hey, tell him, shoot. In Jesus' name. Back off. Rebuke him. And you'll see what happens. Say, devil, you're a liar. Try it. And you go around and you see the devil will get you Sitting there all the time and you can't praise God. No matter what you hear, you don't hear it. Because by the time the preacher preaches, he closes your hearing 
or you fall asleep or you're yawning or doing something, burping, and you, you missed it. But you've got to be focused on the word of God. The devil knows how to catch the word of God from you. First he say, oh, that preacher. Ah, oh, he shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have said that. Oh, oh, and you, you're thinking about that and the devil just distract you. And you don't know. And you sit in church, you haven't heard a word. And you think you're right when you're full of the devil. There's sin raging in your life. But you need to repent. Every one of us need to repent. That's what the Bible is saying up there. That as, as sin had reigned unto death. Okay? That's not a good thing. Death is not your friend. And it's showing you how to overcome death. This is not, this is not a joke. Death is not a joke. When you stand there and you see grandma dying or somebody dying, a loved one or a little child or somebody dying, it's not a joke. Even so, might grace reign through Christ, right, who is the righteousness of God, unto eternal life, ease everlasting life by Jesus Christ our Lord. That's powerful. If you could only get this chapter in your heart, listen to me. What you've heard this morning, and I'm building into a, a message, might take me a few services. To show you life, death, immortality and all these scriptures. That's what I'm heading into. Which you don't hear preach. All you hear is that life. Uh, you hear not, You don't hear about life. You hear about death. Wars. Fighting. Negative stuff. But where is somebody that is going to give a hope? Where is the message of hope? Amen. Do you know that when the Hebrew boys were cast into the fiery furnace, the fire was raging that killed their enemies. But they didn't feel it. And we are in a furnace of fire right now. It's a furnace of fire. But there's a fourth man. And that's what the scripture says that the fourth man came when the first Adam failed. There was a fourth man among us. It's true Christ. The reign unto eternal life. Let me begin to wind this down. By Jesus Christ our Lord. 21, 22. That's it. That's it. Alright now let's. Let me go now to. Second Timothy. Put it up there. Chapter 1. Verse 9 to verse 10. Second Timothy and let's. Let's find it and all of us read that together. Second Timothy. Chapter 1. Verse. Uh, verse 9. Okay. Anybody find it? Let's read. Who would save us? Look at verse 9. Uh, let me see what verse 8 says. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Nor of me is prisoner. That's what we see. That's what I was just saying. Because there were people there that was ashamed of Paul. Okay? They thought Paul was wrong. And somebody else was right. I've had that. You've had that. Oh no. He, he, you know, Paul, Paul is wrong. And the devil will mix you up. And make you, oh, the preacher is wrong. And you won't hear the word of God. So Paul had to deal with it. He said, be not ashamed of the Lord. Of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me, is prisoner. 
but be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel. Because when you preach the word of God, you're going to suffer. But a lot of us don't want to suffer. We just want the easy way out. Oh, let everything go. Oh, I don't care. Oh, you don't care? You've got to care. And the devil rob you of your mind. And he wants to destroy you before you die. So you'll die lost. But that's what a church is for. To bring you back. And to give you hope that before you die, you'll die with glory and praise. Somebody shout. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Nor of me is prisoner. But be thou partaker. Look at this. Partakers of the affliction of the gospel. According to the power of God. That's what Sister John was saying. When you get in and help and clean this church up. Make it look nice in the neighborhood. Don't make it look like a sloppy junkyard. You can't do that. Come on. Amen. You cannot do that. Am I right? Otherwise go ahead and bring all the garbage here in the sink. And dump it right here. It's got to be clean. Look at you went quiet. Eh? No, it's got to be dirty. Are you look, look at me. Huh? Does it have to be clean or dirty? Huh? What were you ashamed of? Should you keep it clean or dirty? Was Joni right or wrong? Okay. Should we clean up outside? Should we clean up inside? Okay. Everybody ought to listen to me. Should uh, just only a few working or should everybody do something? All right. Not leave it. There's no. All right. Let me go back here. Be, but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. There's affliction. But, but some people don't want affliction. They run when there's affliction. There's affliction. The devil will come in and try to tear the church up. And you've got to stand up and say, no devil. Or you run away, you back off. You look at the pastor funny. When you should be a soldier. Fight the good fight and defend the church. Who are you defending? Huh? Who are you defending? Well, you know, I want a pastor who's a little weakling. Well, you got the wrong man. Who had saved us? Look at this. It's powerful what I'm heading into. Who had saved us? Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Because that's what saved you. Don't be ashamed of the word of God you're hearing. Because that's what's saving you. Who had saved us. And called us with an holy calling. Alright. He saved you. But you know you, a lot of us come to the cross. But that's it. We stay right there. But he called you to come on. Keep on going on in God. And call us with a hope, but notice the calling. It's a holy calling. Not according to our works. It's not according to your works. It's according, you've got to please God. You've got to do it according to God's work. But according to his own purpose. There we are again. And what? Grace. Purpose and grace. Which was given us in Christ. When? When? Before the world began. So you're not sitting here by chance. Something was given to you 
the grace of God was given to you before the world began. I didn't say it. It's right in your Bible. It's right up there. Read what it says. Paul said it. There's a grace was given to you in Christ. And that's why the devil wants to stop you. But we won't let him stop you. Verse 10 says, But is now made manifest. When? By the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who at what? Abolished death and had brought, counted life and immortality to life through the gospel. Let me spend a minute here. But because of preaching the word, look, look what I'm doing this morning. What am I doing? Tell me, when you walk in here, was your mind thinking about these scriptures? No. Look what I'm doing. What am I doing? Bringing these things to you, to light in your mind, so you can realize what God has given you and the treasure that God has for you. Now, what if there's no church here? How are you going to know? See? So the, the, the work of the devil is to stop the church. We don't want a church here. Oh, stop it. Oh, God. And God says no. Because the church is not built on man. It's built on Christ. Well, let's not give her a offering. Well, go ahead and try that. And see if God's still going to have a church. Well, we won't praise him. Go ahead and do that. I will stop going to church. Go ahead and do that. And see who wins. See who wins in the end. But you're just looking at the present. But you don't look at the end. See who, who's going to get old, end up in a wheelchair. And you can't even feed yourself or help yourself if you live that long. God knows he's not going to lose. Huh? Oh, I'm young and strong for how long? Life is short. Just the other day I realized I was just a young, nice, handsome looking guy. Not afraid to look in the mirror, but now you go in there and you avoid the mirror. And you wonder where these these little whitey come from on my head? <laughs> you don't understand. You see, you don't know. How come? And you begin to wonder. And God give you time. You sit there and say, Oh my God, it's come upon me so quick. But before it looked like, it'll never come. And then it overtake you. Hmm? And you walk and you're struggling. I remember I used to see my grandparents shaking. But the curse come upon you. But even in that, there's deliverance. Look at it again. Let me close. I'm going to close. Said, who but now is made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who abolished what the word abolish means to get rid of, done away with, no more. All right, now, now, okay. I know how smart we are. Abolish debt. And we said, no, yes, he abolished debt, but it's in the future. That's not true. That's not what he said. If it says that he abolishes death, when did he do it? And then you go by and say, but oh look, people still die. But you ain't got sense enough to know 
that in Adam all died. That's the natural man. Man has body, soul, and spirit. And you, you're focusing on the body that's got to go back to the ground anyhow. But what did he abolish dead from? Oh, oh, he abolishes until the trump of God comes. Then this will kick in. That's not what it says. That's adding to the scriptures. That, that, that's changing the word of God. The word of God didn't say that. He didn't say that he's going to abolish death. He said, who hath? Anybody out there? Help me. Ath, what does that mean? Oh, come on. It's, it's future tense. Letty, help me there. You good at huh? Go back and read that. Now it says, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. All right. Remember, he came at the first advent as our Savior. The second advent is not a Savior. The second advent is a judge. It's called the day of vengeance. The first advent was a Savior. Remember? The Spirit of the Lord guides upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Huh? So the first advent, when Christ came, that was a Savior. And those of you who understand Revelation, you'll find out that at the end of the Laodicean church age, in the fourth chapter, the church age is over. And judgment sets in. And under the judgment age, now grace has done its work. The day of grace. So now we enter into the day of judgment. And he had appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. That's the judgment. That day is coming. The day of the Lord or the day of Christ. Whatever you want to call it. But notice what he did. Who is appearing at past tense abolishes death. That's second death for the saints of God. We're all under the curse. Hebrews 2.14 We're afraid of death. But Christ came to what? Uh, destroy him that has the power of death. That is the devil. Give me a few minutes more. Who had abolished death? I like this word. When I see this I shout. Who had? Thank you all for helping me. At. Do you all agree that at is past tense? Or is future or present? I want to know how many agree it's past. Okay, past. So if something is past, that means it's not present or future, right? Yeah, past tense, present, future. So this is past. What did he do in past? Abolish. At abolish death. Where did death come from? Adam. By one man. And death reigned. So he abolishes the king. And what did he do? He put another king on the throne. And what's the name of that king? Grace reigns through Christ unto righteousness, eternal life. Oh my God. Who had abolished death? Look at that. And at, is that past? At brought life and immortality to light. How did he do it? Through the gospel. Is this the gospel age? When I preach the word. And anybody preach the word of God to you. What are they doing? And they say come to Jesus. They are calling you out of the first Adam. Out of death into life. So. 
If you want to stay in the grave, go ahead and do it. Help yourself. Help yourself. If you want to do that. But the Bible said he had to abolish death. Past tense. I don't care what the Greece said. The Greece. I'm saying what written for the common man like me. He had abolished death. And look what he did. And had brought had passed and brought life. Not going to do it, but life and immortality. And he didn't postpone it to the second advent. He brought it now. He that have the son of God have what? Life. I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And he came to conquer death, not in the future, but he did it on the cross. He came and crushed the head of the devil. And how does it do? He brought life and light and immortality to life through what? Through the gospel. When do you preach the gospel? The gospel is the good news. It's being preached right now. Right now. Now are we sons of God. Now we are children of God. Now you've got life and have it more abundantly. Closing. Verse 11. Whereunto I am appointed. Look at that. A preacher of this good news and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. When Paul went to the Gentiles, he went with life, light, immortality. He brought it to light through the gospel and turned them from darkness unto light. This is what I'm running a series of uh, life and immortality begins this morning. Show you the difference. And what immortality. You ought to shout. You ought to look here. Huh? Or you know. And thank God that he gave me more time. That I can give you this message. Because you don't know it. And very few people can preach this. They put fear in your heart. But this morning I put hope in your heart. Okay. The Gentiles. Let me see what the next verse says. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I believe and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against the day. That day. You see, you get to the place where you know Christ and you understand Christ. You don't worry. God give you this message. God give you this message. I was upstairs. Was it Friday? Looking around. And suddenly... Just came to me. Uh, just to preach for a while. Hope. Instead of talking about COVID, COVID and the fear and what's coming up on the earth. Tell you what is going on right now. He asked, passed, brought life and life and immortality to the life through the gospel. Therefore, fear not because we live in Jesus Christ. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Can everybody praise the Lord? Did, did, did you all receive something? Did you all receive something today? Amen. God bless you.